Welcome to the Liberty Block. I'm Alu Axelman. It's good to be back. Sorry for the long time away from everyone. I've been crazy busy working on the last few books. Presumed guilty, taxation is theft, being published, now, here, this. Yeah, it's been crazy. For the podcast listeners, I'm just showing the most recent books. We just published Taxation is Theft. But today we're going to be focusing on this book, Articles of Secession, and I just updated it again with another chapter. Before we get to that, we got to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by the local Silvermint. Thank you to Silver Dave for supporting us. Let me get his business card up here. It's at 33 North Stark Highway in Ware, New Hampshire. His sales are primarily local. He makes these amazing silver bits, one-tenth ounce down to 350, so 35 for 10 of them, one-tenth ounce of 0.95 silver. They're amazing for barter, and they're now available from some online retailers as well, the really big ones. Um, but buy them in person from him, it'll be cheapest. He also makes one ounce and even 10 ounce bars in pure 999 and 0.95. So we're going to be speaking about independence today. This is the next installment of the series on Articles of Secession. What we do is in every article, which is also a chapter in the book, I've made all the articles available for free on Liberty Block. I'm also going to embed this video and podcast into the article, and I'm going to link the article into the video and podcast. That way for the auditory type of listeners, they can also enjoy all of these parts of the book. So we're going to be talking about energy policy today. I'm pretty much just going to say in audio form the energy policy in the Republic of New Hampshire article. I published it back in February. Oh my God, it's been eight months already since we published this article on libertyblock.com. I'll link in the show notes. What would energy production and consumption look like in the independent Republic of New Hampshire once we inevitably leave the union or once the union collapses? So currently, New Hampshire is a net exporter of energy. That means that we produce more energy than we consume. And we have all these sources in the article. Like every other word is hyperlinked in the article because we have sources. In New Hampshire, we consume 320 trillion BTU of energy per year. We produce more than that. It is produced by nuclear, which is over 60% or right around 60%, somewhere between 59 and 60.3, depending on the source. Um, next is natural gas, 22%. And then smaller amounts like hydroelectric 7.5%, which is pretty amazing that 7.5% is produced by hydroelectric. I mean, again, we do have a river, a big river that runs through the state. The um, Now I'm blanking on the river name. The Merrimack River. Um, you have the Connecticut River and a bunch of other rivers and uh, lakes. And we have obviously the uh, coastline. So the, the seacoast. So we have plenty of water. But yeah, 7.5% hydroelectric is amazing. And then uh, 5.3% from biomass. And then a tiny bit of percentages from other stuff. Only 0.8% from coal. And we, we have just one coal plant, I believe. So we have um, an abundance of energy. I've heard that we are the biggest net exporter, or the only net exporter we produce in the Northeast. So we produce a lot of the energy consumed by the other Northeast New England states. So... At 21 cents per kilowatt hour, it is currently one of the most expensive, one of the more expensive states for energy, but that is pretty much average in New England. We have a pretty expensive energy. Um, some people do say that we're a net importer, um, but I think most of the sources say we're a net exporter. Um, one of the biggest things 
about the energy situation in New Hampshire is that so we have one nuclear power plant at Seabrook um, nuclear power plant in by the seacoast and that produces like we said around 60% of our energy the reason we don't have more is most likely because of federal regulations now in addition to the EPA the Federal Environmental Protection Agency there's another agency called the Nuclear Regulatory Commission the NRC also has restrictions, all sorts of regulations, essentially laws that restrict um, any state, any any individual or, or state government from building another nuclear power plant. You have to go through the NRC as well as probably many other federal agencies. Um, some of the dozens of the annual fees cost millions of dollars each, um, but the, the biggest part is that you have to read the entire chapter one, title 10 of the Code of Federal Regulations. Um, chapter one, nuclear energy regulations has 199 parts. Each part seems to have around 35,000 words. It might literally take you a lifetime just to read all the regulations. So you'd have to hire, you know, a thousand lawyers and just paying for that is again, millions or billions of dollars. And compliance officers and all sorts of people who understand all the federal regulations. Like I said, it's probably EPA, NRC, who knows what else, OSHA, um, DOT, DHS, all that stuff. You have to get through all the federal red tape. Now, um, seemingly, some people have mentioned that New Hampshire already has acquired uh, permissions, or uh, I think the term is uh, leases or, or licenses for uh, building one or two more nuclear power plants. But again, I don't know how far along the process that is. Maybe they obtained licenses, but they still need NRC approval or APA approval or something. So again, I don't know. All I know is that it's probably extremely difficult to create more energy, um, any energy facilities, especially nuclear, which is the big one. It's uh, the most efficient, safest, and um, it produces the most amount of energy. Um, let's scroll down in the article. Um, yeah, even According to the article that I wrote eight months ago, even opening a new hydroelectric power plant would be an extremely difficult task if you live in the United States. You need to make sure that you comply with all the regulations set forth by the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. Before considering opening such a plant, you should read Title 18 of the federal regulations and this 37-page document regarding its rules. Again, you might need to hire dozens of lawyers, compliance officers, other experts, and you'll need to keep them on the payroll, probably permanently. There are other forms of energy production that New Hampshire could pursue, especially if the federal government gets out of the way or if we leave the union. First designed in 1965, a molten salt reactor could produce large amounts of energy in an efficient, clean, and safe way. These facilities are small, modular, and do not need to be near a water source. They also use spent fuel that would otherwise go to waste and which may be dangerous and they produce palladium as a byproduct and no carbon dioxide. Now, I think palladium is actually a precious metal, but it takes some time, I think, for the um, radioactivity half-life to dissipate. But it eventually, because one of the energy experts in the legislature was explaining this to me a few months ago, and I think he helped co-author this chapter and this article. And palladium is um, one of the most expensive precious metals, but it would take some time to develop that. But then you'd, have, you'd be able to sell that. I remember discussing this with him we met a while ago and he said like they could sell this and again make some money from the byproduct of producing this nuclear energy from the molten salt reactor um next we have a, a quote from him about the nsrs the molten salt reactors 
Um, now, some one of the interesting things that I actually got in a, a fight with, and I feel kind of bad because I exploded on her because I was in a really rotten mood. And then she says some nasty things about me being really stupid and naive for supporting independence, um, and, and literally in one sentence contradicted herself. So I, I just flipped out on her, which, which I did feel bad and apologized about. Um, she said, <laughs> it was really funny. She said, do you know, have you ever been on an international board of a company? And I said, no, obviously not. I'm just a dumb uh, cowboy on um, without a college degree yet. And um, I've never been on a, a board of an international company. And um, she has, so she's a middle-aged woman and she's very special and smart and I'm stupid. So um, she said, energy goes back and forth from other uh, countries. She, she, I think she said, do you know how much energy travels back and forth, you know, the pipes and the wires and everything between Canada and the United States every day? And I said, I don't know, you know, probably a fair amount. New Hampshire is a border state to Canada. Um, but then in the same sentence, literally she said, if New Hampshire leaves the union, we'll have no way of getting energy, you know, from the union if we need energy um so so she literally contradicted herself she said energy couldn't possibly flow between states especially not countries um while also saying that canada and new hampshire have obviously wires and probably pipelines with gasoline there are tons of gasoline pipelines people made a stink and i'll try to put the the meme or the uh, picture in here people made a big stink about the keystone pipeline and the pipeline out in the dakotas um but there are like I don't know, a few hundred or, or maybe more pipelines, maybe thousands of pipelines in the United States. So there are tons of gas pipelines. And overall, there people say that there could be a spill or a leak once in a while. And yes, that's really bad for crops and people and wildlife and all that stuff. But overall, they're like a million times safer than, than the alternative to uh, transporting gas, gasoline, fuel, oil, because on trucks, they get in way more accidents. They consume more energy, way more. They get more accidents, and when they have accidents, people die, as opposed to some plants dying, um, trucks carrying oil crashing like uh, is really bad. So the whole you know car fire, truck fire type of accident. So yeah, pipelines are actually infinitely safer. I think there have been plenty of studies on it. Um, anyway, there are pipelines between Canada and New Hampshire, obviously. Now, like I said, we're a net exporter of energy. And we produce more energy than in New Hampshire than like any state in the Union. Again, it's kind of luck of the draw. We just happen to have this nuclear power plant here. Maybe it's because New Hampshire is a more uh, free state that allows for more private development and economics. But I don't know. We've had it here for a while. So already we produce more energy. But again, that's not the big thing. Like I say with every article, the biggest difference in independent New Hampshire would be no more federal regulations and no more federal taxes, meaning without having to jump through all the EPA and uh, uh, NRC hoops and all that stuff. And the, again, 400 plus federal agencies, they each have their own SWAT team, millions of bureaucrats and lawyers and regulators and cops and FBI and all that stuff. We can have just go through the state. I'm sure the state has some regulations. It's not perfect. I wish they didn't. Um, I wish they trusted people to be safe because again, people who are have the capital to build a nuclear power plant are probably not the same kind of people who are reckless and want to, to die and kill everyone else who would be their potential customers because they can't uh, get money from dead customers. They want their customers alive, right? We've discussed this before. So once we leave the union or once the DC empire collapses, once New Hampshire is an independent nation state, we will be able to have built here more energy plants, nuclear, coal, these MSRs, the new molten salt reactors. We'll have way more of these. 
if we have a few MSRs or even one more nuclear power plant, then we'll be not only in great shape, in fantastic shape, because then we'll be not just net exporters, we'll be super net exporters, meaning um, we will have super cheap energy. We'll be able to export it to the other states, which again gives us power in, in those uh, negotiations with other states. And if they want to shut down trade with, with us, because a lot of the people say that they'll place an embargo or um, they'll block trade in and out, um, a blockade. Well, we don't have all the resources in the world, but we do have energy, which is kind of the most important resource. So let's say we're trying to bring in more bananas or computer chips or vehicles or whatever it is that we don't produce a lot of here in New Hampshire. Um, and again, I've discussed in other articles about the economy and stuff. We produce a, a really good variety of stuff, a really good amount of stuff. We're, we're technically the, the wealthiest you know, per, per capita, uh, highest income per capita state in the union. Um, and we, we produce a lot. Um, so if they, if other states or the union, probably the DC Empire, were threatening to with, to block some trade or something, we, we could threaten to um, withhold some of the energy that we've been exporting to them. So if we, once we leave the union, as I've been saying pretty much, and it all comes down to this, most likely within a few months or years, we will begin or maybe even have completed a few more, even one or two more nuclear power plants or these MSRs, which are like mini nuclear power plants that are modular. I think they can be moved and expanded pretty easily and they're super safe. They could be way closer to people. Um, and they're super efficient. We would have extremely cheap energy. And our energy prices just went up a crap load, like doubled, I think, um, for electricity. Um, so that would go down. And also we would export it. We'd export so much, the state government could offset that, that for taxes. So our overall tax burden for the state, as far as sales tax and property tax, might actually go down. And maybe if the state government, because we all know, you know, like it or not, the state government is essentially running this. I was just talking with another professor of anthropology today about how the state, you know, whether they admit it or not, they all infrastructure, whether it's a private company on its face or not, it's, it's all run by the government. So the state government might be able to um, net $6 billion. That's not a ton if they're selling you know, whatever trillions of, t of tons or billions of tons or BTUs or whatever, you, however you measure energy, if they're selling it by the billions to all of New York and Massachusetts and Vermont and Maine and Connecticut, um, they, if they can make $6 billion a year, that's all it takes for the state budget. The entire New Hampshire state budget is $6 billion a year. If they make that, we can abolish taxes. So maybe I'll update my other article about how we can eventually abolish taxes in a very realistic way because the state government can do that. Yeah, in fact, I am going to do that. I'm going to update the article in the book, Taxation is Theft, and include that, because that's a great point. Um, I can't believe I haven't thought of that before until just now. Eventually, not only can we abolish taxes and fund the government voluntarily, but also we could do, again, Alaska already does this. The Hampshire state government can start giving money back to people. They call it either uh, royalties or like a, a UBI, universal basic income maybe, but the state government can actually give us back money, which would be nice to repay me for the last five years of me paying taxes a year by five, 10, 20 grand a year to New Hampshire state government. Start paying me back some of that money, that'd be great. And I could benefit from the you know public good, all that stuff, we could benefit from it. So I, I do think realistically, again, anyone who knows energy policy knows that $6 billion is not a tremendous amount when you're talking about entire states of energy. When you're talking about you know the, the billions of the high levels of energy. So if we were selling a lot, especially as you know the, the peak demand goes up, 
in the winter and stuff or when demand goes up or when um, Greta Thunberg gets her way and, and let's go Brandon shuts down pipelines and shuts down pisses off the Saudi Arabians and uh, and messes with gas and all that stuff and and pauses nuclear and pauses fracking energy prices go up and then New Hampshire is in even better position to profit from that so not trying to be malicious or anything but but as energy prices go up, yes, those who have energy can make more money selling it. It is that simple. Uh, let me see if I've got anything else in the article because I'm already going pretty long on this podcast. Um, yeah, I pretty much just say that. The big thing is getting away from DC because like everything else, it's DC regulations that are holding us down. And again, if you look into it and talk to the energy policy experts, I've spent a really good amount of time speaking to two of the, of the people on the house energy science and technology committee they're both energy policy wonks and uh i've spoken to a few others outside the legislature and i don't think any of them said that I'm, we're crazy for thinking new hampshire could be energy independent and, and do just fine in the energy sphere in fact what we'll be doing we're doing better than the other states once we leave dc we'll be doing a lot better and again remember insofar as these are private companies and again i don't claim to know these companies are are very much embedded within the government infrastructure even on a state level but if, insofar as these companies are private, meaning there's profit, there's a business profits tax, that's what's called in New Hampshire, it's federally, it's called corporate tax, um, taxes on business. Once we leave the union, that federal corporate tax, which is what, uh, 37%, Trump brought it down to 21%, I think Biden increased it back towards around 30%. So again, that's a lot of money. If they're making, again, we're talking about billions. If a private company is making billions, then they won't have to pay those uh, corporate taxes, the business taxes, they won't have to pay federal payroll taxes, their employees won't have to pay federal income taxes, meaning their employees are effectively making more money, meaning they can technically offer as a gross you know, salary for employees a lot less, so they can bring in more employees for their energy uh, facilities. And again, with all of these podcasts, with all of these chapters, what I say is, as we have essentially zero taxes and regulations, on the federal level, we have very few in the state. Guess who's going to want to come here? Guess who has a lot of uh, energy being consumed in their factories? And guess who would love to have a lower tax burden? Every company, but that includes Tesla and Elon Musk. Because in Tesla factories and Elon Musk, high levels of energy consumption, they would want it to be cheap. And in New Hampshire, it would be the cheapest, especially once we leave the union. He would love to lower his burden, his tax burden, Tesla's tax burden, the employee's tax burden. Instead of being in California or wherever his um, facilities, the, where they make cars are now, he could tell his employees, hey, in New Hampshire, if you want to work for me, I'll give you, let's just pick a number instead of what he was saying, $20 an hour because they take on 13 an hour in California because they have another like 13% state income tax and the federal income tax. So they're paying like 40, 50% effective income tax right off the bat, not to mention the other 95 taxes. In New Hampshire, where there would be like zero taxes on the income, no federal, no state, he, instead of paying $20, he could pay $14 an hour and they would have the same net income. So they would benefit him and he could pass those savings on to customers and make the Teslas a lot cheaper, maybe 10 grand instead of 45 grand. So those savings are passed to us because the government's stealing less from us. So I think that's all I got for today, a lot longer than I wanted to. You can pick up the whole book on Amazon or if you find me in person, it's like six, seven, eight bucks. I don't know what it is right now. Make sure you read Taxation is Theft. The book is up on Amazon now. It looks something like this. 
the great Jack Lloyd wrote the forward for that one. And thank you very much. Until next time, check out libertyblock.com and nhindependence.org. Thank you very much.